This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. Well, won't you stand with me? We're going to get straight into the Word this morning. And while you're doing that, before we open in prayer, I want to take this opportunity and thank Apostle Theo and Dr. Bear for the great privilege and honor to be able to share the Word of God with you this morning. Let us bow our heads and let us pray today. Wonderful Father, we want to thank you for this amazing day. We know, Lord God, that without you we can do nothing. So we come to you this morning and we ask you to come and have your way. This is your church. And Lord, I pray for every person, whether online or in person, that their ears are open to hear, their heart is ready to receive, and their lives will change as a result of your word. And Father, I do not trust in my own ability, but totally depend upon you to come and speak through me. And right now in advance, I praise you for everything you're going to accomplish through your word this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, you may take your seats this morning as you're preparing for the message today. I want to encourage you to follow in your Bibles. If you have a notepad and pen, uh, make some notes. You'll grow much faster that way. But if for whatever reason you don't have that with you today, you can go to our church app. And if you go into our church app and you go right to the bottom left-hand side, you'll see it says notes there. You can click on that. It will give you some outlines of the service today and some place for you to take some additional notes. Well, this morning, I have the great privilege and honor to finish a series that we've been going on on the last couple of Sunday evenings. For those of you that join us on a Sunday evenings, we've been going on a journey on a series titled All In. I don't know how many of you have been part of that with us on Sunday nights, but it's about going all in with Jesus in every aspect of our life, whether it's taking next steps, whether it's being a generous person, whether it's studying further the Word of God, whether it's living out God's plan and purpose for you in going all in. And so this morning, I want to finish that series and do it with you this Sunday morning because I believe it's such an apt message for every believer to hear. And so today, we're going to talk exactly about that. We're going to talk about going all in with Jesus every day of our life, not just when we first said yes to Jesus. For many of you, you can think back to that day when you first invited Jesus into your heart. You were super excited. Your heart was pumping. You were excited about the decision you made, and you just went for it. And so we want to talk about that feeling every day, going in with Jesus all in every single day. You see, family, when Jesus started his ministry, he went and called some of the disciples to come along and follow him. And the interesting thing about that is, is they went all in with Jesus. When he said, will you come and follow me? These guys decided they gained all in. I mean, they left their life behind them. They left their work. They left their towns. They left their careers, their jobs to go all in with Jesus. You know what is interesting? The root word for the word disciple is actually the word student. If you look up the actual root word, it's the word student. What does that really mean? That means that these disciples were going to every day be constantly learning and growing and seeking more of Jesus as they followed him. They were learning things about him every day that they never knew before. They were on a journey as a student following the master, going all in. And you see, family, for us, Today, if we truly want to be called a disciple, if you want to say, hey, I want to be known as a disciple of Jesus, then I need to be the same. Then every day, I need to be constantly learning, seeking, and growing in my relationship with Jesus. You see, it doesn't matter how long you've been serving the Lord. There are people in this church today that have probably been serving the Lord for 40, 50 years, maybe even longer. Some of you have been serving the Lord. 
you know, and, and it doesn't matter how long you've been serving the Lord, whether it's been one day or you gave your life to Jesus last week, or you've been serving, serving for so many years, there's always something you can learn about the Lord. You're never going to get to that place in your life where you're going to say, hey man, I know everything about God. Every day, if you will seek Him, you will learn more about Him. If you'll take time to spend time in His Word, you'll learn more about Him. Now, I know the Word of God says the following. The Word of God says that He came to seek and save the lost. That's what Jesus said. He came to seek and save the lost. But truly, we need to be ones, once we've made that decision, to be seekers of our Savior Jesus. We need to make the decision every day to seek Him more and more. Once we are part of His family, it doesn't end there. It only starts there when you say yes to Jesus. I love what James 4 verse 8 says. James 4 verse 8 says the following. It says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. You see, family, if you will take those steps to draw near to him, if you will say, I want more of my Savior, he's going to meet you. He's going to come along and he's going to knit together with you and take you on a journey. You see, family, we must be seekers of the king every day. We must make that choice. But here's the challenge. A few of the challenges we face in our world is this, is that we live in a world with so much information that we stop seeking revelation. There's so much information around us that we don't dig deep enough to find revelation. We have so many opinions around us. I mean, we've got a world full of opinions. Would you agree with me? So many opinions that we stop seeking truth. We're more interested in people's opinion than seeking the actual truth in God's word. We can get so immersed in our culture. So many, so many people are immersed in the culture that they're in that they stop seeking the kingdom and they're more moved by the culture. We have so much excess in our world. Gee, we have excess in our world that it causes us to stop uh, to seek less because of the excess. And a big one for our modern world today is we're so good at scrolling instead of seeking. We just scroll. We just want to have a quick surface look. What's happening in this life? What's happening in that life? We hear something about somebody. We scroll past it. We never dig deep enough to find out if there's any truth to the statements that they make. And that's the challenge we have. So church, we need to get up each and every day. And we need to choose to go on a journey where we want to find out more and more about Jesus every single day. You see, Proverbs 18 Verse 17 says the following. It says, I love those who love me, and those who seek me find me. Those who seek me find me. You see, this is not about seeking to look and see. I can look and see you in your seat. I can see you. It's not about that seeking. It's about getting to know who you are. I could mention a famous person by name today, and you might have seen them from a distance, but that doesn't mean you know them. It just means you've seen them. Yeah, this is talking about seeking to know, to find out who is this person, what is this person about. And so this brings me to really the, the subtitle of the message for today, which is subtitled, Seek and Find. Seek and Find. How many of you have ever played the game hide and seek? Come on, there should be more hands than that, hide and seek. Have you ever played the game hide and seek? Well, I remember playing that game as a, as a young child, and hopefully if you're 50 or 60, you're not playing it anymore. But uh, <laughs> when we played that game, I don't know if you remember it, you had all the friends together, and uh, one of you would be chosen to be the one seeking, and so you'd have to count to a certain number, whatever that number was, and you'd get there, one, two, three, four, whatever the number was, and you'd say, coming, ready or not? Do you remember that? And you'd start looking for them. 
It's a wonderful game to play if you're a parent. And let the children hide. Gives you a lot of free time. Costs you nothing. It's wonderful. But anyway. <laughs> but you would play this game. But here's the thing. In this game, there are only two roles. There's only two roles in this game. You're either seeking or you're hiding. That's all the game consists of. You're either seeking or you're hiding. But here's the thing with hide and seek. The thing with hide and seek is this. When you stop seeking, you stop finding. When you stop seeking, you stop finding. And that's the same in our walk with God. Our walk with God is the minute we stop seeking more of Jesus, we stop finding more about Jesus. You see, in our walk with God, we must always be a seeker, looking for more and more of God. Every day you should wake up excited about what am I going to read in the Word today? What am I going to find out? It's not a tick box to say, I've read the Word. It's about what am I going to find today? What new thing is the Lord going to show me when I read? It's not about, okay, I've read the Bible, I've prayed today. It's about seeking the Lord. Lord, what are you going to say to me when I wake up and pray this morning? That's the seeking we're talking about. In Genesis, right in the beginning, we all know the story of Adam and Eve, right? And Adam and Eve would walk through the garden, and the Bible would tell us that uh, God would speak to Adam in the cool of the day. And Adam would learn, and he'd find out so much about the Lord. He had a wonderful relationship where God would speak to him. And every time there'd be more revelation, he'd find out about this wonderful God who cared for him and looked out for him. But here's the thing. The moment sin entered, he went from seeking to hiding. The moment sin came in, they were no longer seeking the Lord. The Lord asked Adam, where are you? Adam now was hiding because of something that came in. And I want to say to you today, family, we must be careful that we never allow the things in our lives to prevent us from seeking Jesus. You may have messed up. You may have made wrong decisions, said wrong things, been hurtful to somebody. And what people tend to do is then they tend to hide from God. No, don't allow those things to prevent you from seeking the Lord. Run to Him. He's a forgiving God. You'll only know that when you go to Him. If you stay from Him, you'll never recognize Him as a merciful, forgiving God. And so too many times we become like Adam and Eve. We mess up and we then hide from our Savior. We never want to do that. And so this morning, we're going to look at a story in the Bible that you've probably heard at some point in your life. You've probably heard this account somewhere in your life, whether you've been to Sunday schools or you've been in different church services. If you've been in this church for long enough, you've definitely heard of this account. And in this account, we're going to learn three things, three things that are going to help transform the seeker, transform the one who's seeking, if he's willing to do that. And this is the story of a man called Zacchaeus. Ever heard of Zacchaeus? In Sunday school, we used to sing a song. Zacchaeus was a wee little man. Remember that song? <laughs> All heard about Zacchaeus. This is the story of Zacchaeus. And because Zacchaeus was willing to seek, he was found. Because he was willing to seek, he then was found. And so one of the first things we're going to learn this morning is that seekers see. Seekers see. So let's look at Luke chapter 19. If you've got your Bibles, we're going to read from verses 1 to 4. Verse 1 says, Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. That's important to remember. We'll get to that in a moment. He wanted to see who Jesus was. But being a short man... 
He could not because of the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree so he could see Jesus, since Jesus was coming that way. Let's just put pause there for a moment and let's dissect this portion of Scripture that we've just read this morning. We can see from this portion of Scripture, the Bible outlined that Zacchaeus was a chief tax collector. He wasn't just an ordinary tax collector. He wasn't the man that when you go to SARS, he's sitting at the table. He was the guy that was in charge of SARS, okay? He was the chief tax collector. He knew everything about getting your money. <laughs> he was the chief tax collector. That's what he was. And to understand more about him, he was a man that had position. He was a man that had profile. He was wealthy. He had status and resources. He was a man who had power and influence. This is who Zacchaeus was. He had power and he had influence in that city. You can say this morning that he had a lot of the things that people say today make you who you are. Today, people look at what you have what you drive, what you wear, and they say that's what makes you. And in Zacchaeus' eyes, people probably thought he has it all together. He's a man of wealth. He's a man of influence. Look at him. He's got it all together. But here's the thing, family. Even though he had all of these things, Zacchaeus knew there was something missing in his life. He had what people think makes you who you are. Just because you drive a fancy car, live in a wonderful home, doesn't necessarily mean you have it together. You, you could, but it doesn't necessarily mean that. And so people often look at the outward appearance of a man and think because the outside looks good, everything's good on the inside, and that's not the case. But the thing is this, is that Zacchaeus himself recognized that. He recognized, my outward lifestyle is not fulfilling me. There's something missing. But on this specific day, that Jesus came to the town, Zacchaeus got curious. He got curious, you see, he had heard about Jesus. He had heard about what Jesus had done. If he hadn't, he wouldn't be interested in seeing him. But he had heard of what this man was doing, where he was going, lives that would be transformed and changed. He had heard about that, but he had never seen him. And he probably wondered on this day, I wonder, what does he look like? I've never seen him, what does he look like? Is he a tall man? Is he a short man? Is he a big man? Does he have long hair? Does he have short hair? I wonder if this man has a kind face. He had never seen him. He had only heard about him. But there was a curiosity inside of him, an awakening that took place to seek and to see Jesus. That's what was inside of him. And you see, family, for many people, they are stuck behind their positions, their status and their money and their resources, and they've never allowed, they've, sorry, and they have allowed those things to define them. They've allowed their success in life to define them, but not with Zacchaeus. He didn't allow what he had to define him. He knew there's something more I have to find out. There's something missing in my life that I have to find out, and so he did something about it. Although these things didn't define him, although these things didn't make him who he really was, Zacchaeus' life was about to change. You see, Zacchaeus' story is similar to many of us. There are things perhaps that are holding us back from seeking the master, but he wanted to see him. And for some of you, perhaps you've heard of Jesus the healer, but you've never seen it. Perhaps you've heard that Jesus is your provider, but you've never seen it. 
Perhaps you've heard that Jesus can deliver, but you've never seen it. And family like Zacchaeus, you have to be curious enough to move from your comfort of where you are to do something possibly that's uncomfortable and go all in to seek and see Jesus. And family, in order to see Jesus, you see he, Zacchaeus, had to do something. And the next line of the scripture is very powerful. It says this. It says in the next line that Zacchaeus was a short man. He was a short man. In other words, there was an obstacle between him and seeing. He had something that prevented him from seeing the master, the savior. His obstacle was being short. My question to you this morning and those of you online, what's yours? What's the obstacle in your life that's preventing you from seeking and seeing your savior? Perhaps you say, well, I'm just a shy person. I want to just, I don't want to be around the crowds. I'd rather sit at home and watch online. Maybe that's the thing that prevents you from seeking and seeing. Perhaps you were offended in a church somewhere before. And you don't want to go to church much because you don't want to be offended. Perhaps you are even yet today and there's something that happened in this church that you weren't happy about. And because of that, you've just withdrawn and you're not seeking the Savior as you should. Or you could be somebody who says, you know, I'm just too busy. I've just got too much happening in my life. I haven't got time for more of this church thing. I'll maybe pop in on a Sunday here and there, but that's all that I can do. Or perhaps you're just like others who say, well, I don't know if I really feel like it. Family, let me say to you tonight, don't allow your seeing to stop at your obstacle. Don't allow finding out more of Jesus to stop because there's something in your life that's hindering you. You see, Zacchaeus was willing and desperate enough to change that he did what a man in his position would never do. Remember, he's a man of status. He's a man of, of influence and power. He's a man of wealth. And he did something that he would never normally do. And he climbed a tree. He decided, I'm going to get up in a tree. I'm going to do what a man in my status would never do. Because I'm desperate enough to want to change. I'm desperate enough to see who Jesus is. And we need to do the same. It's time to put who we are aside in order to see the Lord. We have to make a decision. You might say, it's difficult, but put it aside, family. Perhaps there's something that's in your life now that you're embarrassed about a lifestyle that you're living that you're not pleased about, don't let that embarrassment keep you from the Lord. Just choose to push past it and make a decision to seek Jesus, your Lord and your Savior. You see, when you do this, we will discover what Zacchaeus discovered. And the second thing that we learn in this story is that seekers stay. Seekers stay. Look what it says here in Luke 19 from verse five. It says, when Jesus reached the spot, what spot was that? When Jesus reached the spot, that was the spot where Zacchaeus was up in a tree looking at Jesus. When he reached that spot, something happened. Now, let me say this to you. Jesus didn't have a reconnaissance team that went ahead of him. He didn't have uh, this good PR team that went ahead of him with a microphone and said, okay, Jesus, Jesus, tree up on the left, the third tree, man on the fourth branch just hanging out there, Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus, wealthy man, a lot of money, good for the church. His name's Zacchaeus, call out Zacchaeus. It wasn't like that, amen? You see, family, Zacchaeus was placing a demand on the anointing of Jesus. Is a story about a woman with the issue of blood. 
And she touched the hem of Jesus' garment. And Jesus said, who touched me? Hundreds of people were touching Jesus. But her touch was different. Her touch was, I want what the master has. He felt the power go out. This is the same account. As he's walking, he senses there's somebody here who wants more from me, who wants more of me. And he noticed that Zacchaeus was up in a tree. That's what happened. That's the spot. Are you at that place in your life? Are you, have you reached that spot in your life where you are demanding more with your walk with God? Are you hungry that you're placing a demand on the anointing of God in your life? You need to be like that. The story goes on and it says this. He looked up and said to Zacchaeus, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus. Now that name Zacchaeus means pure and innocent. That's what his name means. Zacchaeus was far from pure and innocent. He was ripping people off. He wasn't the most uh, loved man in the city. He might have been a man of influence, but he definitely was the most loved, wasn't the most loved man in the city. But Jesus looks at him and he calls out, pure and innocent one. You see, family, Jesus sees the man that he really is, not the man who he thinks he is. He sees the man that he really is. And he says, I see who you are. I see you are actually a pure and innocent one. That's what I'm calling out in you, family. He says, I see, what, I see you the way I see you, not the way you see you. And it's important to know, it's not important what people call you. It's important what God calls you. How does God see you? Amen, family. He sees you as a, a, a child that he loves, that's successful, that he's paid a price for with his blood. And that's how he sees you. This man, when, when Jesus looked at him, he didn't look at what he was doing, but he looked into his future to who he was. That's what he looked at. And he says to him, come down immediately. I must stay. I must stay at your house today. Verse 6 says, so he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. You see, family, here's the thing. Zacchaeus had to move from seeing to staying. Seekers see and seekers stay. He had to move from seeing, from seeing to staying. Some of you need to take your next step and you need to move from just popping into church and being part of church. There's a big difference. You need to take that step. You need to move from the treetop to the tabletop and spend time with your master and dine with him a bit. You need to make those decisions in your life that I'm going to stay with the master. Yeah, Zacchaeus chose to stay with Jesus, and we're going to find out how that changed his life. You see, family, we need to make the decision that we need to stay. When it's good, stay. When it's hard and difficult, stay. When you don't like it, stay. You know, family, you will never find treasure as a visitor. You will never find treasure as a visitor. You know, before I came into ministry, I worked for one of the mining corporations in South Africa, and I worked at head office in Johannesburg, and part of my responsibility would be to go to some of the mines, and we had to go do different work there, and on one of the visits, we went to one of the gold mines that, we, that this organization owned, and when we arrived there on that day, they had arranged a tour for us to take us around the mine and show us some stuff, and they took us around the mine. It was wonderful to see all the things, and then we had the opportunity to go underground. So I remember very clearly getting into those 
I don't know why they give them white overalls, but anyway, <laughs> the white overalls, you could, you're going to go digging in the dirt, but white overalls, the gumboots, put on that little helmet with the light and the battery pack, and then you climb into this cage, and if you've ever been in a mine, they just really let you go. That's all they do. They just release the brakes, and they just drop you down. And that mine that we went in was 1.8 kilometers deep. I'll never forget it. We go in there, climb out the cage at the bottom. That's quite an experience going down, really. But anyway, you get there, and then you open up, and then they, they say to us, okay, we're going to take you to the rock face where we're drilling. That was another two kilometers in underground. And so we walked, and we rode on a little train, and we walked, and eventually we got to the rock face. We saw the guys working there, the conditions, how they were drilling and all that type of stuff. And it was wonderful to experience all of that. Then we got back up, got changed, got dressed, and left and came back to Johannesburg. And this is the thing. As a tourist, I never saw the gold. I never saw the gold. But if I had stayed long enough, if I just lingered long enough, if I chose to get a little bit more involved, I would have found the gold. I would have seen the gold. And that's the challenge in our walk with God. Some of you don't even know the treasure you have inside of you because you don't stay long enough. Perhaps you've heard of Growth Track and you say, you guys announce it every week. Maybe you need to go on Growth Track. Maybe you've done one or two of the steps. Just stay a bit. Do all four. Perhaps you've finished Growth Track and you've heard about living out your dream and your passion, but you've never taken that step and joined our dream team. Family, listen to me. Stay a bit. There's something in you that people need. There's something that others have that you need to receive. But if you don't stay, you're never going to experience that. Perhaps you've heard of a, joining a group here at Christian Family Church, or you've been to a group once or twice, but you've never gone back. It's not always pleasant the first time. But if you, learn, if you linger and you stay, you'll build relationships, you'll find friends, you'll discover what God has put within inside of you, and you'll also discover what you have for others, but you've got to stay. How about Bible college? Maybe you've never committed one year of your life. I want to ask you, stay. If you stay like Zacchaeus, you're going to find out more of what God has for you. If you will at least commit one year of your life to Bible college, your life will change. You see, Hebrews 11 verse 6 says this, he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him, not casually. He rewards you when you diligently seek. Diligently seeking is very different to scanning and looking. He rewards us when we do that. Jeremiah 29, 13 says this, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. That's when you will find him. Perhaps you're wondering why your walk with God hasn't gone to another level. Because maybe your seeking has been too casual. Maybe your time with the Lord is too short. I once heard Dr. Mark Murdoch say when he was speaking on prayer, he, somebody asked him, well, how long should I pray for? And his answer was this, pray long enough till you start enjoying it. Just stay a bit longer and your prayer life will change. You see, as Zacchaeus continues to stay, he starts to see things he never knew before. He starts to see more of who Jesus is and he starts to see who he really is from Jesus' perspective. His seeking started off by seeing, then his seeking moved to staying, and eventually his seeking moved to standing. And seekers stand. Look what it says here in Luke 19 verse 8. It says, but Zacchaeus stood up. And this is not just standing up on your feet. This is referencing a standing up on the inside getting a revelation of who I am in Jesus, 
the real me. I can stand now as a person, as a believer, because I know some truths I never knew before. Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I've cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Here's the important thing to learn here. Jesus never asked him to do that. There's no evidence in the scripture where Jesus says pay back. But here's the thing. He started to see pure and innocent one. He saw who he really was because he stayed. Now he can stand up and be what Jesus destined him to be. The one who stands up believing I am the pure and innocent one. You see, family, Jesus called out of him what was already in him. But he only got that because he stayed. He moved from being inquisitive to see to then staying. And now he can stand as a man of God, standing, believing in the things of God. You see, seekers stand for what's right. Seekers stand for what's pure and fair. Seekers stand on the word of God. When we stay, we can stand because we're not gonna be tossed to and fro by every strange doctrine out there. When the challenges of life come, because we've stayed, we will stand and we won't be moved by the challenges of life because we've spent time with the master. You see, family, the things you are looking for, perhaps in your career or on social media or the things possibly that you're just throwing your money at, they won't give you all. They will take you all. It's only Jesus who will give you all. Psalm 10 verse 4 says this, In his pride, the wicked man does not seek God. In all his thoughts, there is no room for God. That's not us, amen. We are a people who think about the Lord. We are people who seek the Lord. We are either all in for ourselves, or we're all in for Jesus. We are either seeking our success or we're seeking His face. Family, listen to me. Seeking will change your desires. Seeking will change your priorities. And if you want more of Jesus, then you must go all in. All in in seeing, all in in staying, and all in in standing. And He will give you the strength to do this. I love the end of the story. The end of the story says this in Luke 19 from verse 9. It says this, Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house because this man too is a son of Abraham. Now that word house is not brick and mortar. If you look that up in the original Greek, that word house is the word oikos. It means his family and his lineage. Jesus said today, because you were willing to seek, stand, and stay and stand, your family is saved. Your lineage is saved. You're an example of Jesus to your family and your lineage. Their whole destiny changed because he was willing to do those things. Verse 10 says, for the Son of Man came to, uh, for the Son of Man came to seek and to save what was lost. Church, this morning I want to say to you, if the Father's heart is a seeker, then surely we should reflect his heart and be seekers. And so as we end this final part of the All In series, I want to encourage you, seek the Savior, stay with him, and you will stand through life's challenges and you will have victory in everything you do, amen. Won't you stand with me this morning? Amen, praise the Lord, give him praise. I want to pray for everybody here this morning. As I said when I started, it doesn't matter where you are in your walk with God, we can all take a next step. We can all grow deeper in the things of God. Whether you've been serving Him for 30, 40, 50 years or you, saved, or you got saved in the past week, we can all trust God for a deeper walk, amen? So bow your heads and let me pray for you this morning. 
Father, I lift up every person that's here this morning, those online, those in the other venues. And I pray, Father, that you would help them to seek more of you. Let them get beyond the obstacles in their life to, to seek and see you. I pray, Father God, that you give them the endurance to stay, just to stay a little longer, whether it's in your word, whether it's in prayer, whether it's committing to another aspect of their walk with you, Father, help them and give them the strength to stay so they may discover who they are in Jesus and most importantly, that they may learn more of who Jesus is. And finally, I pray, Lord, that you give them the strength to stand. When the winds of life blow, when the challenges of life come, they stand. Why? Because they're secure in Jesus. They stand because they're people of faith. They stand because they know who they are in Christ. And I thank you, Father, that greater is he that is in them than greater is he that is in the world. And Father, I pray right now for your anointing to come down upon every person. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Please take your seats. And as you sit, I'm going to ask you straight away to bow your heads and to close your eyes. Because this morning, I want to give an opportunity to somebody here this morning, whether you're online or you're with us today. Perhaps you've never said yes to Jesus. You've heard this message and you've heard about Jesus, but you've never invited Him to be your Lord and your Savior. Today, friend, is the day to go all in. Today is the day to say, I'm saying yes to Jesus. I want to seek Him. I want to stay with Him. And I want to stand with Him. If you've never made Jesus Lord of your life, I want to pray with you. Now, friend, I'm not embarrassing you. I'm not asking you to come up onto the platform. I'm not asking you to, to, to uh, come forward. You just stay in your seat. And in a moment when I ask you to raise your hand, you can put it above you, then I'll know you want prayer and I'll pray for you. Or perhaps you were serving the Lord. But right now you know in your heart your relationship has grown cold. You've drifted away from Him. Today's the day to come back. Today's the day to go back all in and serve your Savior. And thirdly, you're not sure that if you were when you, were, when you are to die, if you will go to heaven. You're not sure if you'll make it. Friend, please, don't leave here without knowing the answer to that question. Know for sure that heaven is your home so that when you breathe your last, you can know I will go in to the loving arms of my Savior. So at the count of three in a moment, I'm going to ask you to raise your hands. You're going to raise it to say, I want to say yes to Jesus for the first time. I want to come back to Him and just strengthen the relationship I used to have. Or I want to make sure 100% that heaven is my home. At the count of three, won't you raise your hands now? One, two, three. Just raise it above your head. God bless you, ma'am. Good decision. God bless you, sir. Good decision. Well done. I see your hands going up. Good. God bless you at the back there. Well done. Great decision. I need my life to change. I want to be like Zacchaeus. I know there's something else. Raise your hand now. God bless you, ma'am. Good decision. God bless you, young man. Well done. I see many hands going up, going up everywhere. If you're online, you can just raise your hand as well. And I'll pray for you. In other venues, you can raise your hand as well. Now, a member of our church and a leader of our church is just simply coming to stand with you and pray. So once they get and put their hand on your shoulder, you can put your hand down. If there's anybody else, keep your hand raised until somebody gets to you. And we're going to pray for you this morning. God bless you. God bless you at the back there. Well done. Good decision. Now, I'm going to pray this prayer with you. I'm going to ask everybody this morning, that's here today. Whether you've prayed this prayer before or not, let's all pray it together, but especially those that have raised their hands. Let's pray this prayer this morning. Say this after me. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you this morning just as I am. Please forgive me 
for every sin. I'm sorry for the life I've been living. Today I choose to live for you. I acknowledge that Jesus is Lord and He was raised from the dead. I also choose to forgive every person who has hurt me or offended me. And I thank you today, Lord, that I am now part of your family. Heaven is my home and you are my loving Father. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Congratulations. Welcome, welcome to the family of God. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerans. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerans and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com. Thank you.